What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Sports Podcast. I am your host, John McCain. And on the other side is the wise, the awesome Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Uh, it's good. How's it going with you, John? It's pretty good, pretty good. Um, Braves are 2-2 two and two in their last four games. <laughs> uh, so, yes. I'm yes. So- yeah, it's... it's um. You know, it's okay. Uh, I'll take uh, two out of three uh, from the uh, the Angels, but uh, Monday night's game, uh, I'm a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have had that one, but um, I tell you what, uh, you know, they all say it's all how the ball bounces, and that is about a million times true with what happened on Monday night. So uh, it is what it is, and uh, fortunately uh, – the, the Mets uh, weren't playing, and, uh, you know, the Mets uh, ran into the Padres a little bit over the weekend. They got a little bit of help, but uh, – and the Mets had to take on the Yankees. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's a, that's a good thing, but, uh, you know, we got to take care of business on our own. Exactly. Um, before we get into the Braves content, did you see the, the Blue Jays-Red Sox score from the- – <laughs> Yeah, did you – did you hear uh, the uh, inside the park home run? It was a great um, Yeah. So if I could describe it to you, you know, the, the craziest thing, and this is where, you know, back in the days of, uh, you know, Andrew Jones and, and some of the things, some of the times where he used to, what, well, you know, Bobby Cox, the manager then would call lollygag. Uh, and, and he, you know, at, at one time uh, he didn't go after a, fly ball or, or something and uh, kind of half-heartedly went after it and, and Bobby was mad and went out and took him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the center fielder for the Red Sox uh, with the ball that was hit didn't see it. Uh, I mean, he did not see it and he immediately uh, he immediately held his hands up and said, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And then when the ball bounced right at the, you know, warning track and it bounced high off the wall. He turns and he just stands there and he kind of half-heartedly, you know, takes a walk after it. And it took the left fielder to come over and get the ball. He comes sliding in to get it. And, and I'm like, you know, and the guy gets an in, a grand slam inside the park home run. I mean, well, I mean, the guy just standing there. I mean, just right. stands there. I didn't understand that. So, I would have, you know, any manager, I would have went out there uh, and taken him out. No. I would have said, you know, come on out, buddy. Uh, have, how about, you know, and, and, and times if they're a youngster, how about a trip down to the minors? Yeah. Um, how about, you know, you go down and let's see if you can figure out for yourself how to run after the ball. You know, he didn't see it. I get it. But if he turns and runs after it when it's, I mean, and, and just flat out runs, even though he doesn't get there to it first, even if the left fielder still gets there, I could, I could say, Hey, it happens. Everybody loses a baseball. You lose it in the light. He immediately said, I didn't know where it was. Right. And he just turned and looked at it. I mean, that's all he did is turn and looked at it. You got to hustle so, after the ball. Yeah. You got to hustle after the ball. I don't care if you're making $25 million a year or you're making Two million, or you're making, you know, Julio Rodriguez. You're making seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Right, you know, right. run after the ball. But yeah, that was a wild score. That was, uh, I believe, Friday night. 
yep. when uh, you know the Braves and the Angels were playing with Shohei Otani on the mound, and so I was uh, watching that. I, I actually turned and showed my wife that uh, because that came up on my Bleacher Report app, and and uh, you know I said a wild, but but ironically enough, when the guy for the Blue Jays left the batter's box, he was frustrated because he thought he popped it up. Mm-hmm. And he didn't take off running right at first, and then he ran. He took off, and of course he he uh, he made it. But um, anyway, uh, it, it's just you know in the game of baseball you always hustle. It right. doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter where you're at, and and even to a small degree you can kind of see that Ronald at times is a little bit of a showboat, and 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 it. At times has a little bit of that, you know. Ah, eh, you know, I can, I, 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 if I don't get this one, I'm okay, you know, stuff like that. Um, but he didn't. He, he's not gonna do that uh, because Ronald has enough faith in his arm that he's probably thinking, I'm gonna throw the guy at home. If you exactly. Going, I, I'm gonna throw you out. So, you know, it, you know, doing stuff like that is. Uh, and not running after the ball, unfortunately, that's contagious. And that Bobby Cox would have never allowed that to happen. He would no. have gone out and taken the guy out. Exactly. You know. <laughs> um, now, I believe I heard that that was the 24th inside the park Grand Slam ever. Uh, yeah, there's obviously there's not a whole lot of inside the park home runs anyway to begin with. Right. Uh, just because that's a hard thing to do. Uh, but a grand slam is even worse. You know, it was, what, 10 runs? You know, it was 20, was it 27 or 28 runs that the Blue Jays scored? 28 that night against the Red Sox? Yeah. I, you know, I think it just shows the Red Sox season in general. Um, you know, they're probably going to be selling off some people uh, just because uh, they, you know, Chris Sale, you know, that I think it also shows just how bad of luck the Red Sox are having. Chris Sale comes back. He gets hit in the finger. He fractures a finger. And now he's done for a little bit longer. You know, after just coming back from, uh, you know, surgery and hadn't pitched in, in a while. And, and uh, you know, he, he breaks, uh, fractures a finger. So I think it just shows how his, um, you know, how this Red Sox season has gone whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, it's it's a tough game. I mean, it happens. You, oh, yeah. you see it, and you know, just like the Giants of last year, they get on a roll. They're winning. They're winning. They're playing great. They're playing great. Well, this year, look what happened. They're not. You know, they just uh, as of Monday night's game, they've lost five in a row, uh, right. and they they really struggled against the Dodgers, uh, and and so, uh, but that division is tough too. You've got the Padres. You've got the Giants, you've got the Dodgers, you know, that's three teams there. So, um, you know, it just shows anything can happen. And, again, as we show Monday night, it just all depends on how the ball bounces. Yep. Uh, and, and that is true in, in everything, in football and basketball and, and in baseball, and that is definitely it. And next year you may see the Red Sox all of a sudden turn it on like they did a couple of years ago. So uh, who knows, right? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, speaking of impressive, the Braves got to Shohei Otani. They did. It took a while. But they still um, got to him. 
That was. But awesome. they still got to him. I know um, he was pitching great. Um, and, you know, and Morton, it, Morton was pitching great as well. Yeah, Morton was pitching great too. Uh, Morton able to navigate in and out of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean navigate in and out of problems. Uh, so you know that part was was good. But to see that seven run seventh inning all get going on the Matt Olson homer uh, to start, and it came to uh, somebody had to be on in front of him, and Dancy Swanson picked up a huge walk right. to get that started. And then Matt Olson hits the homer, and then it just all the wheels came apart for Shohei Otani. Now he is a good pitcher, um, you know. And ironically enough, his name has been mentioned uh, in in the you know the a trade deadline. His name has been mentioned, which I'm really surprised at from the Angels' standpoint. Uh, name is even even as far as Dan Plesac throwing it out last week of saying that the Braves were interested. And I just can't see. And then, of course, that just drove some of the people on Twitter just crazy because oh. they were saying, you know, Shohei Otani pitching Friday night, house hunting on Saturday in Atlanta. Well, no, 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 no. You know, first of all, just like Juan Soto, it's going to take a haul of talent to get Shohei Otani. He is a talent. He is a generational talent. But you're going to have to just really – uh, dig deep into the not only the farm system, but but also you're you're giving up some of the guys maybe that's on the current roster. Right. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I that's just not worth it. It's kind of like uh, Kevin Durant in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Do you trade if you're the if you're the Celtics? Since that's a name that's been mentioned, if you're the Celtics, do you trade for Kevin Durant, even though you are the odds-on favorite to win the NBA championship next year? No, I don't. Because I've already added a few pieces, and I just don't trade somebody to get another person who's going to mess up team chemistry, maybe. Now, Otani's not going to do that, by the way. He's not going to mess up the team chemistry. He's going to be a guy who's not going to say a whole lot. He's going to go out and do his job. Seems like a very good teammate, whatever. So, But you still have to give up a lot of guys to get somebody like that. So... But he is a great pitcher, and and he had he was he was moving along on um, Friday night, and it looked like it was going to be a pitcher's duel going in, maybe extra innings or whatever, and then all of a sudden they erupted for seven runs, and uh, lo and behold, we we win the game seven to one. So uh, I thought two runs might do it. I thought I'd be happy with two runs because I thought the bullpen's going to come in and finish this thing off. Their bullpen's not very good. Uh, and and they've struggled, but um, you know it, it. It he struck out eleven guys, uh, and you know still still performed well. He just gave up seven, gave up six runs. I think is what it ended up being. Um, yeah. But but that is not something that you would see Shohei Otani do. I think is that the, I think the second time in his career he's only given up he's given up that many runs uh, in a game. I think or something. So anyway, it, it was. I know uh, that's the first time he's given up two home runs in a game this year, I believe. Right, um, right. He's only given up eight all year before that. Right, right. So. Yeah, so, so you know, still, um, that was the game you knew that was going to be a good game pitching-wise for the Angels. Mm-hmm. I never dreamed that, you know, we roll around to Sunday 
and they would, you know, the Angels would come in and score as many runs as they did on Sunday. I never dreamed that part of it. I thought it would be the Shohei Otani game. That would be the game that, you know, they they would really do it. But it's kind of like, you know, Tuesday night's game, uh, we've got the Phillies and Aaron Nola's on the mound. And we all know how much we have struggled with Aaron Nola over the years. And it was that was the game you were looking at that the Braves were probably going to end up losing. And if that is the case, then that means we've lost three in a row and we hadn't done that all year. So uh, you never know. And, again, it's all depending on how the ball bounces. We may come out Tuesday night and score six, seven runs off Aaron Nola, and that's unheard of. So, um, anyway, you know, you just never know. And, uh, you know, still, uh, you know, great game for the Braves, 8-1 to one being the final and, um, you know, what else can you can you say? Olsen and Riley, just hot right now. And, um, you know, and, and Charlie Morton, hats off to Charlie Morton. Even though he didn't get the win, six innings, he struck out seven. He did walk three guys, which kind of hurt him getting in and out. But he was able to get in and out of situations and, and uh, got some good defense behind him as well. Who would you say the player of the game was for this game? I'm, I'm, it's kind of hard. Yeah, it is kind of hard. Uh, I I would probably uh, – I'm going to give it to Matt Olson because he got the home run that started the big rally. Uh, but, you know, that other guy, that guy that plays on the other side of the baseball field, the third base side, that Matt – that Austin Riley guy is pretty hot as well. Yeah, uh, so, you, you, can't, you can't discount him and how he has been playing of late, uh, you know. But he was two for four. But Riley – but but Olsen with the homer uh, got the got the big rally started. Uh, Arcia with a three run homer as well, uh, which was good. So, uh, but I'll, I'll take Matt Olson. Awesome, awesome. Um, moving to Saturday night, we had the Braves had Kyle Wright on the mound versus Detmers. TJ Detmers. Yes. Oh. Yeah, you got okay. it. Um, yeah. The Braves, the original win is seven to two. I'll I'll be honest. I wasn't able to watch much of the game. I just know the score. Um, uh, if, yeah, I would say it was um, Sandoval was pitching. Patrick Sandoval. Sandoval. Detmers yeah. was on Sunday. Sorry. Yeah, Detmers. Detmers is their good rookie. They got uh, that was on uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sandoval pitched. Um, yeah, you know Braves got Wait, going Pablo? early. Panda? Yeah. Panda? No, 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 no. It was uh, Patrick. Patrick Sandoval. Yes, I, I know. I was yes. comical. I here. know. Funny. Uh, funny, but. Yes, uh, that would be, you know, hey, the the big panda can do whatever, right? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, Sandoval, uh, but Braves got going early, uh, you know, with two runs in the first, three in the third, two in the fourth, uh, and and rocked out a seven to two win. So, uh, you know, nothing to nothing to complain about there. Uh, you know, another good uh, uh, a good effort from Kyle Wright may not have been as crisp. But when you get, you know, enough runs scored for you, uh, he still went six innings, um, two uh, two earned runs is all he gave up, struck out eight. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to complain about that. He picked up another win, and that's that's good on, on his part. So, you know, the three guys, um, and I, I say three guys, I'm not leaving out Spencer Strider intentionally, but uh, I, I, he won't, I don't think, be in the rotation uh, – huge amount of time longer just because he's going to be on an innings restriction. But, but um, you know, the three guys of, of uh, Max Freed who, you know, may have struggled a tad bit 
on Monday night. Uh, but, you know, nothing nothing to be alarmed about. At least it was a muggy game Monday night. But Kyle Wright and then Charlie Morton, those three guys are pitching really well. And that's a good start, a good three. And, right. uh, again, I'm, I'm not slighting Ian Anderson. We'll talk about that here in just a few moments. But, but Kyle Wright with another good game. Uh, you know, and Masik, Mentor, and, and Chavez finishing it up uh, and, and nothing doing there. Mentor gave up one hit. And, of course, you know, Mentor gave up that big hit Monday night against the Phillies. Uh, you know, and, I, you know, it is what it is. Again, it's, you know, all the way the ball bounces and uh, two out hits. And the Braves have been good with two out hits. And the Phillies, of course, we'll talk about that in a minute, got them on Monday night. But still the bullpen finished it up. Uh, and, and Austin Riley. I mean, you know, three hit, another three hit game, uh, scored a couple of times, even even walked twice. I mean, he was on base. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. He's on base five times in mm-hmm. the game. So, you know, Michael Harris with another couple of hits. Uh, so, uh, you know, nothing wrong there with a couple of RBIs. And uh, so, you know, another another good game. And you know, um, it, it, you know, what what else can you say other than uh, you know, we get a win out of it, and and that's a good thing. And the, and at that time, the Mets had lost, so uh, you know, we gained gained another another game. So uh, at that point, we were half game out of first place. Uh, and then uh, the wheels had kind of fallen off a little bit uh, from the Sunday Monday game, but uh, it's okay. Uh, we'll get it figured out and get the ship righted. We still got plenty more games against the Mets, that's for sure. So exactly. Um, and uh, but anyway, good win, seven to two, and and you know who I would, uh, you know, since I gave it to Matt Olson the last game, I won't give it to Austin Riley this game as who be my player of the game, uh, because he definitely, you know, he continues that hot hot hitting, and that's definitely what we need. Yeah, there we go. I I agree. Um, now, was it this game or Sunday's game that Adam Duvall left with the wrist injury? And Sunday's to- game. It was Sunday's game. Unfortunately, okay. he left. Um, right at the start of the game, he came in and, and, uh, you know, had, had something, something wrong, uh, with his, with his wrist. And now as you, uh, have, uh, found out that he will be out the rest of the year mm-hmm. and, uh, which, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily force the hand a little bit, but what, what is frustrating is the fact, you, you know, that guy that we traded in the, in the minor leagues, that that Drew Waters guy, you know, yeah, that guy, um, yeah, we could have brought him up and let him play out there a little bit. But anyway, I I get it uh, about you know trading trading people, but that that guy we could have brought up and played. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Ozuna out in left field. Nope. Uh, because I think it is a it is a defensive liability. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now what happens is instead of that Duval Rosario, uh, you know, left field combination, now right. you're going to go Ozuna Rosario in that left field combination. And you're probably going to see Rosario play a little bit more um, just because, um, and, and Ozuna uh, in the later innings, uh, being either Heredia or Rosario out and left. Mm-hmm. For the defensive stuff, but that means you take Ozuna's bat out of the lineup, uh, which you know you better be winning big. So anyway, there's just a lot of different things, uh, you know, that that co- 
combinations you can come up with. And don't leave out Orlando Arcia. I believe he has played out in left field uh, at times. So that's another bat that you could use, a potential bat that you could use. I'm still not necessarily sold on Cano uh, Arcia flip-flopping, but uh, you know what? I don't get paid the big bucks. And John (laughs) Snitker's, you know, with a win on Tuesday night uh, against – uh, Aaron Nola can pick up win number 500. So, you know, he makes more money than I do, and he gets paid to make these decisions. And, and so far, they've been really good decisions. So I'm not going to complain about it, but he's got a lot of choices. But it certainly does, John, bring up a lot of different things of what do you do at the trade deadline now? Uh, do you try to get another bat? Uh, do you try to go to the Marlins one more time and maybe this time get Jorge Soler back? That's what uh, I, you know. Is, it, you yeah, is, is that a potential? And, you know, and honestly, Solaire, the Marlins, I believe, signed him to a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you would have control over him uh, for at least uh, a, a couple of years. So, anyway, we'll, we'll see. But, but in this, uh, in, in this uh, finishing up Saturday night game, you know, good to see Kyle Wright get back out on the mound since it had been a week. Uh, pretty much since he had pitched, uh, you know, shaking off a little bit of the rust. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and I think that's the same way even Monday night's game with Max Freed because it had been over a week since Max had pitched. Uh, but it was good to see, you know, at least those guys get the time off. And it'll be interesting to see on Tuesday night's game with Strider going, uh, who's, you know, who's going to be what, when, and where, and how he is going to do on uh, on Tuesday night against Aaron Nola. Now, Kyle Wright did pick up his 12th win of the season, which leads the National League. He, he passed Kyle, uh, Tony Gonsolin. So. Yes. Uh, well, unless uh, – and I did not uh, see the scores. If the Dodgers won, Gonsolin pitched last night. Oh, okay. So, so if the Dodgers won – no, the Dodgers lost. Uh, sorry. Uh, because that snapped in a, an 11-game home winning streak. Uh, so, so Gonsolin did not pick up the win last night. So Kyle Wright does, does lead, um, because he did pick up, uh, that, that win, but Gonsolin did not Monday night against, uh, whoever, I can't remember who they were playing, but they lost. Dodgers lost. Breather. I was, I, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Well, I only, I just saw that a while ago because I, I was, uh, halfway paying attention to, uh, you know, the folks at ESPN because I'm, I'm very sad at times when my team loses. I don't like to watch or read the paper nope. uh, because it's frustrating because it's frustrating because they lost and I don't want to get reminded of it. Yep. You know, it's kind of like I'm done watching the rest of baseball. I mean, baseball the rest of the night because I told because the team lost and I don't just want to get reminded about it. Uh, but, uh, but I did see it this morning, actually. So uh, kind of flash flap. Yeah. So quick story. I, I got home from a workout about, you know, 8.30, I took a shower. I was done about 9 o'clock. So, was, my plan was to go back and after the game was finished, I was going to go back and watch the innings that I missed. Right. Well, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I see, I'm not – I have people that um, – here's my here's my thing on, you know, I I don't go back and watch a whole lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I have, uh, the baseball package on direct TV, uh, and that's it. 
uh, you know, I'm even thinking about getting rid of that and going to the MLB package on uh, so I can stream it um, uh, on the app. Uh, and they say you can go back and watch games there. I don't, you know, after I know the score, I don't usually do that. Um, I don't usually go back and, and watch it. I'll just go back and watch the highlights. So you, uh, so you and my wife are the same with that. Now, yeah, I like seeing how the score, they got the score. I like seeing the right. plays, especially with, like, football. I love seeing that. But right. You, right. you and my wife are one of the same. Once they know the score, it's over. Yeah, well, see, and I do I, with NASCAR. See, usually on because NASCAR's on Sunday, so I usually end up uh, sticking it on my DVR, uh, and then after like the baseball game or something, then I'll start watching it. And and I I don't necessarily watch the entire thing. I will uh, hit the fast forward button through a lot of different things just to kind of speed things up just a bit, you know. Uh, and most of the time before I head off to church on Sunday. I'll catch up with it. You know, NASCAR used to start at noon, uh, basically. You know, the time was 11.30 to 12. That's when it started. Um, the church I was going to, we didn't get out of services until 12 o'clock. So I was always catching up. Right at the time, about 12 o'clock, they do the starting lineup, and boom, they'd start. So I was listening to it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Well, now that they decided that, you know, well, we've got to start it later, and they just kept getting later and later and later, then I'd just stick it on the DVR, and then I'd watch it after the baseball game. Well, now they're starting at about two or two-ish, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, so I usually catch up to it right before I go to church. Well, then I'm sitting in church and trying to concentrate on the sermon, and I keep getting these notifications. And I try <laughs> not to pay attention to those notifications. But then again, I also want to make sure that's nothing, nothing like nothing's going on with my dad or nothing like that. So mm-hmm. what do I do? I turn and look at it. And, and then it's like, oh, now I found out who won. And why, why do I want to go back and watch it now that I found out who won? You know, so anyway, that's just me. I just don't like, after I find out the score, I don't like going back and watching it. I'll just go watch the highlights. I got so, you. Anyway, got you. yeah. Uh, hopefully your pastor's not what, listening to this podcast right now. Uh, no, hopefully he's not. He probably uh, is not. Um, I'm sure that he will have a conversation about it sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So yeah. the Braves end up winning seven to two Saturday night. Um, good pitching for Kyle Wright. Um, yep. Can we just gloss over the next two games? Well, yeah, I know. Um, so I, all I have to say about here's all I have to say about um, about Sunday's game. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I love Ian Anderson to death, but it, it may be time to move on. Uh, that may be one of those. Sorry, my dog is going crazy with something. It may be time to move on. Maybe time to move on um, and go with something else. Uh, I don't mean it in a bad way. I don't mean it in any disrespect. But um, I think it might be time we need to be looking at moving him around somewhere. Maybe moving him in a trade deal, picking up somebody else. And again. Don't don't write me and tell me that hey I'm I'm you know that's bad he's pitched well, but it's almost like you get you get a good game out of him and you're thinking okay okay but as I've learned in the past one good game does not make a pitcher right uh, we got to be more consistent you got to be more consistent and unfortunately he got started off on their very bad foot right in the first inning. And they picked up five runs off of him, 
And, you know, look, it was five runs in the first inning, and I'm still thinking we got a shot at this game. Uh, I mean, we just scored seven and one. We scored eight and another. You know, hey, we got a shot to to pick up. But their rookie uh, pitched very well. Uh, and, unfortunately, Ian Anderson gave up eight hits, seven earned runs, three three walks, and two strikeouts, and only went three innings. Mm. Uh and so you get a good game out of him, but then you get like two or three back to back to back that are bad. Right. Um, and, and I'm sorry, but there comes a point where, you know, you've got to move on. And I'm not saying, but I, I think it might be that point. I'm thinking I'm to that point. Um, you know, it, it, it concerned me because I actually started watching the first inning uh, right off. We had just gotten finished with sup, with lunch. And so I thought, okay, Pop, the game's getting ready to start, and then after that, I took a nap because I was a little frustrated with what was going on, <laughs> and it was five to nothing, and we didn't do anything in the first inning nor the second inning, and you know it just kind of got worse. So I, I just I, I'm struggling with Ian Anderson right now, as you know I have been anyway to begin with, uh, but I'm just struggling, and that's all that I can say about the game on Sunday. Do you think- <laughs> Do you think he could go to Gwinnett and finish, straighten things out and come back up, or do you think? You know, it maybe look. You know, last year, if you if you remember, they had to send down AJ Minter right uh, to get it straightened up, uh, and he came back, and he was one of the reasons we were world champs. You know, same, I mean, same goes for Kyle Wright too. Yeah, same thing for Kyle Wright. Um, you know, we've got some guys at Gwinnett that probably could come up and and give us some innings. Um, you know, there's still that Tucker Davidson and Bryce Elder and, and, and other guys down there uh, that, yeah, that I think maybe could contribute. And I, I, just, I just don't know if Ian Anderson is that right person right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe, you know, and, I, and it's not like, he ha- he doesn't have the experience. I mean, this is year number three, I believe. Uh, so it's not like he doesn't have the experience pitching. He's had plenty of opportunities, and it just is, you know, he turns out to be a five-inning pitcher. Uh, well, you know, much like in Tuesday night or Monday night's game against the Phillies, you know, the Phillies' bullpen uh, was, um, since they changed from Joe Girardi to – uh, the manager they have now, their their starting pitchers have gone longer, which meant they have given their bullpen rest. Right, uh, and that was a good thing because their bullpen, um, and and their bullpen had pitched 200 less innings than their starters, but had walked 22 more people. Okay, wow. than their starters. That's a lot. Okay, yeah. uh, and in the and 200 less innings. Okay, so. You know, you don't use you don't need to use those guys that much, and that's kind of the problem with Ian. You know, he he's just a five about a five inning pitcher. Uh, he's going to walk you three, four, five guys. Um, you know, and at one point it was a walking inning. Uh, okay, so that's four extra pitches you're throwing already, and if the guy fouls them off, you know uh, you're going to be throwing more. So you could be up to five or six pitches you throw just to one guy in one inning. And then you still walk him, and then you still got to deal with three other guys. So I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm struggling right now with, with Ian Anderson. And unfortunately, 
we don't really have a lot of other possibilities unless you do send him down or you do move him to the bullpen. Uh, so I, I just don't know. And, you know, Spencer Strider's probably going to come out of that rotation sometime soon. So, right. you know, you need a guy like that. But I, I just don't know if, you know, you sit him down and you say, okay, you know, it's make or break time for you uh, for the rest of the year on what you're going to do for next year. Um, but here's what I need out of you. I need six innings. Uh, I need seven innings. I need you to throw strikes. I need you to quit walking people. And I need you to be kind of like Kyle Wright's done this year. Pitch to contact. Quit getting so deep into counts. Who says when you go 0-2 on a guy, why do you need to waste a pitch? If we're big into pitch counts, forget the wasting pitch. Get to distract the guy out. Right. You, know, you can't have an immaculate inning and throw three balls. Right. You know, it doesn't work that way. An immaculate inning is nine pitches. Okay? Nine pitches. All strikes, and you strike them all out. That's an immaculate inning. Well, guess what? When they go 0-2, they haven't wasted a pitch, okay, and go 1-2. and Why do you need to do that? Anyway, that's just me if I was the pitching coach. Now, I know this might be a hard thing, but who stood out to you from this game? Well, that is a hard thing. But I'll go up at the top. Uh, Acuna had a couple of hits, and I'll take Ronald Acuna. That's who I'll take. We haven't said that much this year. No. Uh, and I still think his bat at the top of the order is struggling just a little bit right now. And I think it is vitally important. Let me rephrase that. I think it is vitally important, okay, that Ronald get on base. And even if it starts in the first inning and he's on base and he steals a base or he gets thrown out, I can live with it, but he's on base. Right. It's a lot of pressure on the pitcher when he gets on base, uh, and it just adds even more to helping with Dansby Swanson as well, who's been hitting the ball the other way. Uh, it just adds something. It, it makes it, it gives Dansby help, and it just adds something to the lineup when Ronald gets on base. And I think that's vitally important for him to get on base, and he did. Unfortunately, we just couldn't put up any runs, uh, you know, in, in the game. Um. So moving on to Monday evening, the Braves travel. Yes, we yeah. have to move on, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> the Braves travel to. Is it still Veterans Stadium? Uh, no, it's Citizens Bank Park. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, you know, Veterans Stadium. That's funny. That's old time. There, you're talking. Same stadium though, isn't it? Did they just read. Yeah. It? Um. Yes. Um. It's been Citizens Bank Park for a while, I think. Uh, but, yeah, it was old Veterans Stadium, Veterans Stadium for a while, for a long, 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 long time. You know, right. so kind of like Heinz Field is now, you know, in Pittsburgh is now, I can't even think of what the name of it is. It's no longer Heinz Field. <laughs> so, uh, but, yes, it's now Citizens Bank Park. Now, okay, I'm going to go on a tangent for a here, second. Okay. Is Coffin Field, is that a – is that a in Kansas City? Is that a yes. uh, company or is that just? You know what? I I don't even know. Um, I I'm not for sure. But, but you know, everybody, every stadium's name. So you you figure that is some somebody's um, somebody's got that that name. But, you figure that is some kind of company. Yes. But it feels like Coffin's been around for a long time. The stadium's been it around. has. You know that that stadium has been around for a long time. Ironically enough. Um, uh, so it's been around for several years uh, because you never would have thought 
you know, Kansas City uh, would have built a new stadium considering, you know, they they don't necessarily have the greatest uh, amount of fans who show up to games, although they do have quite a bit, but they just haven't had the great teams. Uh, you know, they what they picked up a World Series in, in 15, I think it was. Yep. Uh, and um, so, but they just haven't had the greatest amount of teams. They've had some good talent. Uh, and they've been almost a talent pool for other teams. Uh, but still, you know, they're a team that's not going to pay a whole lot of money to people. And and uh, so, uh, you know, guys like Eric Hosmer, who used to play uh, now on the Padres and others, uh, have, have moved on. So, you know, they've had some good talent. Just, you know, didn't keep them. Didn't keep them. They end up trading them. I was trying to think of stadiums who weren't named after companies. And I'm, the only thing I could think of was that and then uh... – Dodger Stadium and then Yankee Stadium. Yeah, Dod- yeah um, you know, uh, Dodger Stadium, uh, Yankee Stadium. I don't I, I, I don't think those guys would ever – it's kind of old school for those guys to have a right. name for their stadium. Uh, you know, my wife was saying, um, I think it was Red Sox-Yankee uh, the other night before the All-Star break, and so she was saying, why don't they have their names on the back of their uniforms? And I said, because I said the Red Sox and the Yankees are the two teams that – predominantly don't have names on the back of their jerseys mm-hmm. uh, ever. They've never had, to my knowledge, names on the back of their jerseys. That's just an old school thing and, uh, you know, tradition and, and um, you know, that, that dates back a long, long way. So I doubt that they would ever – I think if they ever changed the name of Red Sox from Fenway Park uh, to, um, to something else, that there would be definitely an uprising in Boston. Yes, uh, they would not. They would not stand for that. Uh, they would definitely be very uh, agitated. You know how those fans are, anyway. Same way with Yankee Stadium, mm-hmm. um, and even in Philly, you know those fans. You know, there's a reason that the um, that the mascot in Philadelphia is called the fanatic. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's because their fans are fanatics. Yeah. Um, and you know they love their baseball team. They love, you know, their football teams. They love their sports in general. And and it, I'm choking last night. Uh, so uh, Reese Hoskins goes over, uh, goes to the dugout, goes to the dugout, tries to catch a ball, tries to, and it looked like he 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 wasn't anticipating hitting the rail. And when he did, all of a sudden he had to bring his glove back in, try to make a basket catch, and he dropped it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so. Um, the guys on TV were saying, oh, somebody just yelled out, trade Reese Hoskins, you know, yep. uh, because he missed that. And, of course, that was one of the things, if we get into the game, that, that was one of the opportunities we couldn't take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think because we had second and third at one point because there, were, there was a wild pit – or, no, they stole base. Uh, Harris, it was Harrison Acuna were on base. Um and, the, and, and they both stole a base, and so Harris steals third, Acuna steals second, and they had second and third with one out, and they weren't able to get anything home out of it. Right. Uh, and so you knew, again, we talk about how the ball bounces, and you knew that that was going to come back to haunt them, and unfortunately uh, it did. And, and, look, the reason I mentioned about how the ball bounces is that because it seemed like the field at, at Citizens Bank Park, it, it seemed like that – um, the field was hard. Uh, it seemed like some of the bounces that came off of there were just high hops, uh, high bounces, whatever. 
and unfortunately Matt Olson got caught in between one of them and um, and let one bounce extra one extra time, thinking that it was going to bounce right back to him very easily, and it rolls away from him, and it ends up being you know uh, ends up scoring a couple of runs out of it. So that hurts. Uh, and as you look and see, we lost by two runs. Uh, it wasn't an error in any way. And look, he's a Gold Glove first baseman. He's going to make uh, you know mistakes like anybody else. And he's also going to win you games just like anybody else. So, uh, unfortunately, you just couldn't recover from that. And, um, you know, you hated that. Uh, but, again, I think the, the theme of this show could be um, how the ball bounces uh, because that is exactly how it was last night because there were – or Monday night, there were some crazy hops mm-hmm. out on the field. You even had one of the – and ironically enough, one of the Philly pitchers came out. One of the relievers came out. You don't see this very much, okay? One of the Philly relievers came out. He wasn't happy with his landing spot. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that. It took like five or ten minutes. Yeah. Yes. So he, and, and I get it. Um, and, and if you know anything about uh, the grounds crew, you know, they, they, uh, they take pride in making sure their field is in pristine condition. Right. Uh, and, and any pitcher, if you know any pitcher – um, and of course, um, you know, you've got two different schools of pitching. You got a right-handed pitcher, what he's going to, where he's going to land. You got a left-hander going where he's going to land. Um, and, and as a pitcher, it was important to have that landing spot. I know myself in one game, um, the, the pitcher for the other team had dug out a spot and, and I, I always stood on the right side of the, of the rubber. Uh, so, I was always on more being a left-hander, being more into the right-handed batter's box right. um, and, and away from the lefty. Well, a lot of times I ran into right-handers that would do the same thing, and they would dig out that spot, and I would think, good gosh, I have to land in a hole. And so one point, um, one of my, my third basemen, he said, hey, you want some dirt? And I said, yes. And he went and got a <laughs> cup and brought some dirt out to pour in there. Uh, so, uh, you know, and so the, the reliever, I mean, he wasn't happy with the landing spot. So they came out, they had to bring out some dirt. They had to bring out the stamping thing to kind of stamp it down a little bit. He finally got it situated, but it looked to me like that. Nobody mentor when he came in, looked like he was having trouble with his landing spot as well. So, uh, I mean, that didn't, that didn't make the game go for the Braves or the, you know, Phillies either way, but still, uh, you know, that was that was just funny. Him coming, having the grounds crew come out and, and attend to that. Good thing we didn't have the pitch clock, I guess, right? Oh, exactly. Because so, then he would have been in trouble. <laughs> question I, I had for you earlier: um, when you're talking about the uniforms having no names on the back, as yeah. a broadcaster, when you come across, do you come across that? And if you do, does that mess with you? Yes. Uh, in high school, uh, high schoolers uh, don't have predominantly. The high schools around here don't have names on the back of the jerseys, um, so uh, you've got to learn uh, learn names. You got to learn numbers. You learn names, uh, and and that's why in basketball that's not necessarily a hard thing to do. Um, in football, when you've got eleven guys on both sides, uh, you know that's hard to do. So you, you pick out uh, you know a couple of guys that are going to probably be. Uh, the the main guys, the quarterback, the running back, maybe a receiver, you highlight those, and then you just have to hold your roster up and hope you can find the guys really quickly. But you're looking at numbers. Uh, you've got a, you know, a roster that's hopefully right, and predominantly I run into teams that will change numbers. 
you know, and, and so not my fault, but but still you hate it that they don't update rosters and even ourselves, even even our own team. I, I had a, a friend of my son. They grew up together. They played baseball together. Great football player. Uh, you know, one of the leading tacklers the last couple of years for the football team, a guy that's kind of hard nosed, really going to be a guy that's going to be missed. He changed numbers every week. Oh, um, and so his dad would always call me uh, before the game um, and say, it got to be a normal, it got to be a regular thing. <laughs> so two years ago, we went to the state semi and he didn't call me. And I knew he was at the game. And so I told him, I said, what is the deal? You haven't called me yet to tell me the number. So I went back up, got my phone, and he calls me. And, you know, that's how superstitious we were. Um, but, but yeah, he would call me before every game and say, well, Andrew's uh, this number this week. You know, he's 30-something, 30 um, 30-something 30 this week or, or something, something, um, you know, next week. Because he would play, he would be running back. Then he would be. Then he would be on defense. He'd be on the defensive line. You know, mm-hmm. so he had to change numbers. Uh, but uh, but yeah. But it's 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 a lot easier if the names on the back of the jersey. Uh, but you're you're really just looking at numbers is what you're looking at. And of course, major leaguers. Uh, you know, you're going to pretty much know them anyway to begin with. But boy, it does help when their names on the back of the jersey. This is for another podcast. But yes, Andrew Orr will be missed on the Murray High. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> um, yep. Getting back to the Braves. The Braves end up losing six to four. Um, so when I caught up with the game, it was three to two or three to nothing, and then the Phillies scored three runs, and then so it was tied three three going into the later innings. The Braves push across one either in the sixth or the seventh. I can't remember which. Was the sixth inning? Yeah, okay. sixth inning. And and again, the way the ball bounces. Just a dinky little hit. Ozuna's hit yep. on the night. He had like a hundred. His his um, exit velo was a hundred something on one and fifty something on another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was a little infield hit. And uh, Johan Camarga couldn't couldn't run up and get it in time. He was playing deep at third, and it was just a little, uh, you know, almost like a bunt single. So, speaking of yeah. speaking of Camargo, did you see that double play he made? Yeah, and I was mad at that, needless to say. Uh, yeah, I was not happy. Uh, so, yeah, it was a great double play. I mean, a hot shot down the third, and he, he just snagged it, turned through it, boom, double play. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. You know I mean? Because, you know, it was a hot shot hit. Should have been, I think, Dansby. I think it was. I mean, he just turned on it, and, and Camargo right there. And Look, we all knew Camargo has a good glove. We all knew that to begin right. with. Um, you know, he could play third, he could play short, he could play second, you know, I mean, he, he was always in play some outfield, I think too, always had a good glove, but man, he just snagged that turn quickly because Acuna, I believe was the guy running at first, he was uh, turned and just fired it to second base over to first easy double play. And I'm just like, man. Um, so anyway, I think I, I think I slammed my hand, not slammed it, but I, you know, just made a fist and hit the armrest. Uh, just like, ugh, you know, frustrated. So, Definitely. anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was impressive, though. I mean, I'm I'm a Camargo fan. I mean, I know he's not for the Braves anymore, but, you know, I, I like to see Yeah, he, he was a guy that just um, – it, it didn't seem like uh, fit in anywhere, maybe. 
Um, you know, he was up and down. And I, you know, Austin Riley, I think if it had not, you know, because that one year Austin Riley played left field when he came up, he started playing left field, and it was what Camargo at third. They also had Josh Donaldson at the time, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, Camargo just didn't hardly fit in anywhere. Um, and then when when Austin Riley took over at third full time, uh, he was still struggling a little bit. Camargo would fill in, uh, so it just wasn't uh, he just didn't fit in. I'm glad that he maybe has, has caught on with the Phillies, maybe. Uh, you know, because the Phillies predominantly haven't been very good defensively, mm-hmm. and they need somebody like Camargo, and they got the guy that certainly could shore up their defense uh, and certainly help out. So, um, anyway, that was a, it was a great double play. I always liked him too. Seemed like at times he would go through hitting the ball well, mm-hmm. and he would go through hitting the ball not so well. Right. So, yeah. But it's, He's it's, a more it's, his defense was always. Always good. good, yeah. Always good defensively. Always. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. And then in the bottom of the eighth, AJ Mender gets two, gets out two outs really quickly. Yep. And he did. And the wheels fall off. Yeah, and and the 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 kid that starts, the kid that uh, got the home run, five RBIs on the night. Um, and and again. Uh, my theme of how the ball bounces, well, guess who's the one that hit the ball to Matt Olsen that hopped up real high and then took the bad hop uh, to Olsen's left uh, and scored a couple of runs. Well, guess who that was? Same guy that hit the home run. Yep. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Minter, you know, three gave up three hits, three earned runs, didn't strike anybody out. Looked like he was cruising along until Bone came up, uh, got the hit. Uh, and then the guy after got a hit, although, you know, great play by Arcia. And if it hadn't have been for uh, the guy stealing, uh, Arcia's out, gets the out, because he's playing right in position where he needs to to catch the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he almost got over there in time to get him out at first and just couldn't do it. The guy was running down the line uh, pretty fast. So, uh, again, uh, it just all is in where the ball bounces, and it just so happened that that time, just wasn't in the cards, and and unfortunately, Max Fried didn't get not going to get the win, um, and and he may have, you know, Fried may have struggled just a tad bit at, at times, mm-hmm. uh, but still pitched very well. It looked like he was frustrated because it was so hot, uh, which oh by the way, join the club, it's hot here too. <laughs> uh, so it looked like he was sweating uh, to where he couldn't get a good grip on the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pitches were kind of crazier than usual. Max, uh, but uh, you know you're, you're, he's going to have to get used to that over the next little bit because it's going to be hot, 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 oh, yeah. hot, hot, hot. And uh, so anyway, but he still pitched six innings, uh, nine hits. He did give up three earned runs and he struck out eight. So overall, still a good game. And Dylan Lee came in and pitched great uh, in the seventh inning, and unfortunately, Mentor uh, couldn't finish things off. So looking ahead. Oh, um, you, you're talking about the ball bounces. Um, Austin Riley, that double he hit off the screamer he hit off the wall. Yes. A couple inches higher, it would have been a home run. Yeah, a couple inches. He thought it was going out. Uh, but, yeah, a couple inches higher, but but good night. I mean, he he just has been rocking the ball lately. And, and you knew that the manager for the Phillies 
was setting up uh, where he was going to make sure that Austin Riley was not facing a left-hander, uh, that he was going to be facing a right-hander, if anything. So uh, that's the guy he was preparing for in that inning. And and um, so, you know, but but still, uh, you know, Austin, you know, another you – know, he's just having a great year. Matt Olson was talking about him uh, just – uh, he knew he was a great hitter. He just didn't know how great of a hitter Austin Riley was. Uh, and as it turns out, he's been, uh, you know, he's been knocking the cover off the ball. Um, and, and, you know, just another great year. And unfortunately, you know, much like last year, probably should have been MVP last year. Um, I hate to say it. And, of course, he's having another MVP year mm-hmm. as well. And is he going to get any consideration out of it? I hope so. I hope so. Um, but he wasn't the starting third baseman for the all-star team. Uh, so, you know, I, which is fine. I'll take that every day of the week. If Austin Riley keeps playing like that and doesn't get MVP or starter or whatever, but he, but he's motivated enough to keep playing like that, I'll take it every day. Exactly. I'll take it too. Um, yeah. Now, this, Austin Riley would be, be my vote for player of the game for this game. Would you concur? Yeah. I got I, I no problem with that. Marcel Zuna had three hits. Uh, good to see. And, uh, you know, I hope that we need Ozuna to hit the ball. Yes. Um, you know, because I think Darno's a little struggling a little bit. Um, we we just need Ozuna to hit the ball. You know, and if he's going to get four bats every game, we need him to be able to to them to be productive at bats mm-hmm. um, and and everything. So, um, you know, with you know, it appears uh, since Nola, the lefty again, that I think he's a left-hander, if I recall. Um, <laughs> I, I try to forget those things, um, but uh, but it, you know Rosario probably won't be in the lineup again tonight. Uh, it'll probably be Ozuna back in left field again, or Heredia may be out there. Uh, he may be getting some at bats, but 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 uh, uh, you know I hope that we need to be productive at bats. We just need to be productive, and if he could get it going and you know get on a good hitting streak, you know get that average up a little bit. That's just going to add even more to the lineup, and that's going to help with the loss of Adam Duvall. Exactly. Um, so, as we're speaking, this is Tuesday morning. So tonight, uh, Spencer Strider is going on the mound versus Nola, uh, Austin, er, Austin Nola, Aaron Nola. Him too. I would take. Can we have Austin Nola? That would be much better. I um, take him. Yeah, but unfortunately, we don't. <laughs> no, unfortunately, we're not. Unfortunately, so, we'll get Aaron Nola. Like they said on the broadcast light there last night, there's probably going to be a lot of U-turns made. <laughs> I didn't hear that one, but that's funny. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, there's probably going to be a lot made. Uh, <laughs> let's hope not, though. Hey, you never know. Um, you know, I, I, I just – but that's a guy that has always been the, the nemesis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we avoid, I think, Zach Wheeler – uh, Wheeler's not pitching in this series, and that's fine. We'll run up against him again. But I, I'd rather see Wheeler than Nola any day of the week. So, uh, you know, that's interesting to look at. If the Phillies, you know, they, they, they seem to think that this is the make-or-break series for the Phillies mm-hmm. um, because the trade deadline's coming up. Uh, you know, the Braves are going to have the five games with the Mets uh, next week. Um, but still – uh, you know, they're going to get the Diamondbacks, uh, I believe, uh, this weekend. Uh, and then it's the Mets. Uh, then it's the Phillies again, I think, uh, at home uh, in Atlanta. And then they go to New York. Right. Uh, and, and we've got that five-game series, not this upcoming weekend, but next weekend. 
uh, doubleheader on Saturday, going to go Thursday, Friday, doubleheader on Saturday, and then um, Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, we are going to have some days off in between there, so that's a good thing. So, um, But still, whew, you know, you're going to have a lot of games there right back to back, but so, so are the Mets. And, and unfortunately, you know, we, we just need to hang tight, you know, for uh, the next little bit before we get a chance to play them. And it's not going to be it as far as playing them. We still got the Phillies and the Mets. But what do the Phillies do with Aaron Nola? That's a guy that could command yep. a pretty good haul uh, for anybody. Yep. Uh, so what do the Phillies want to do with Aaron Nola? Do they want to get rid of Aaron Nola and then, um, or Zach Wheeler and try to get something, uh, you know, potentially because they're not going to be in the playoffs? Because right now, uh, you know, they're close, I think, in the wild card. Um, but, you know, the Braves are, are the number one in the wild card. Then I think it's the uh, Padres. And then it's the Cardinals. Mm. Uh, so what are the Cardinals going to do? Are the Cardinals going to trade for Juan Soto? Gosh, I hope not. Okay. Uh, but what are they going to have to give up to get Juan Soto? Right. Um, and, you know, anyway, that's I, – I, this week's interesting. I mean, this week's going to be fun. It is. This week's going to determine what goes on with the trade deadline and who's who. I mean, the, the Mets and the Yankees start up the Subway Series Tuesday night. Right. Uh, I believe Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So that could be certainly an interesting game as far as what happens. Uh, that's why I was hoping we would win, you know, last night's game because then that puts us a game out. Um, and that, you know, Yankees match, that, that's huge. And I'm, I'm thankful that that is going to happen, hopefully, so that we, you know, the Yankees can, uh, you know, maybe help us out a little bit. Oddly, I believe that's only a two-game series. Well, I'll take two games out of three. That's what I'll take. Every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you may be right. So, the Braves send Spencer Schroeder tonight, and then on Wednesday they will send um, Charlie Morton back to the mound to face yeah. um, the Phillies. I'm not really sure. I can't remember who their pitcher is. I didn't you – know, I didn't either. I didn't look ahead. I apologize. I, I, I haven't looked ahead enough. Uh, uh, I was a little more frustrated Peterson, with – Pardon? Peterson, maybe. David Peterson. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, I was. Uh, I didn't look ahead enough uh, because I was frustrated we lost last, you know, Monday night. So, yeah. <laughs> and then before we talk to you, that's that's all we'll see before we talk to you. Yeah. And yeah. On Friday, we'll start this. The Rays will start the series with the Diamondbacks. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely, Let's they'll see. be back home against the Diamondbacks. Yep. So that's about all I have for the show today, Jeremy. You got anything else? I don't. I'm good. I, you know. Um, tough one on Tuesday night with Aaron Nola, and and uh, hopefully uh, it's an afternoon uh, businessman special on Wednesday, uh, mm. and then uh, they'll be off on on Thursday. Uh, businessman special is an afternoon game, by the way, in case you're wondering. Uh, we'll be off on on uh, Thursday and come back home Friday with Diamondbacks, and and then the next series with the Matt with the Phillies, and then the Mets. So uh, tough stretch coming up. Exactly. Well, guys, thanks. I really, really appreciate you listening to the show. Thanks for listening. You can find the show on any platform you like, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, um, all those platforms. You can find the show on Twitter at Ethos Braves. You can find me at The Blind Donkey Runner. And The Wise, Jeremy Bell, is still on Facebook. I am. I'm still there. I'm old. So, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And as always, go Braves. Great.